I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Must Hear Music podcast. I'm sitting here with Jason Lipschutz. What's up, man? And Natalie Weiner. Hey, and, uh, yeah, so uh, Erica's <laughs> once, uh, she's not feeling a little under the weather, but I once again want to assure fans that the vegan diet didn't kill her. She's fine. Because if you were, her last appearance was the first week oh, of that. Oh, yeah, was she not here last <laughs> week? She basically, yeah, so it, it kind of seems like we're trying to, like, weekend at Bernie's, Erica, like we're trying to cover up. <laughs> For her. Yeah, she's great. She's totally fine. Definitely not dead. Like, say hello, Erica. Hello! Yeah. All right. That's not a very Adele. convincing yeah. fake Erica Hi, voice. America. You anyway. sound like a Teletubby. Nah. <laughs> Love Teletubbies. Now, they, that is some good music, if, if you want to. Uh, oh, my God. Billboard the, ranking top Teletubby songs. Top Teletubby There's tunes. There's probably only, like, yeah. is, are there Actually, the, Booba, the Booba website was, had some really good music, too. I don't know if you ever played around Actually, with that. Actually, like, what are you talking about? Was, I don't even know what Boobas you're saying. were, like, the follow-up to Teletubbies. I have no, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I, actually, like, I don't know why you guys don't language. keep up with what the kids are watching you know what was, on PBS. You know what was the best, <laughs> like, in terms of just, like, being... I don't know, like fifteen or sixteen, when the Teletubbies were. When were the Teletubbies big? Like nineties, long time ago. Nineties. I thought I it was think more it was like two thousands. I yeah, thought it was like early two thousands. Maybe early two thousands. Um, I definitely saw them. The I think I was like slightly too old for the Teletubbies in the era they were happening. Um, I just remember like the sun being like a yeah, baby. Yeah, sun is fucking like... creepy as hell. <laughs> I just, I, I'll never not find that funny. Like the Teletubbies just like looked at the sun and, and were like, "Oh, sun baby. god, we love you." And it was just a baby. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Maybe that's because the babies watching are supposed to relate to the sun. Yeah, they are the masters of the Teletubby universe. <laughs> it's just awesome. Mm, anyway, that's interesting. All right, I like this. <laughs> uh, but l- let's go to something. Uh, Let's take it up from G to PG, (laughs) and let's look at uh, the new song from Five Seconds of Summer called She's Kinda Hot, (laughs) although it's actually meant more like She's Kinda Hot. Yo. Yo, dude. She's she's Kinda Hot. Yeah. Uh, this so, is like such good bro insights for me. Like, yeah. please tell me more. <laughs> so, uh, so these, so these boys, uh, you know, I mean, we've talked about in the podcast before. Like, they are like the negotiation between a boy band and a pop punk band, yeah. and they, I feel like they, musically, they want to like put themselves more in the pop punk world, but they like fan base wise, like really. Right. 
kind of do the whole like they want like their fans to look at them as like cute boys and they like foster that whole thing yeah um and and this song is just it's just ridiculous like i don't even i kind of don't know why i picked it i kind of don't know why i picked it but um <laughs> it just reminds me so much of the offspring like there are like there's the them making like jokey comments in the background yeah like mm. it's just this goofy like kind yeah. of terrible kind of fun like pop punk song you know that's a good like it does kind of sound like why don't you get a job mm-hmm yeah, like with the the comments in the back, I didn't pi- I didn't think about that when I first heard it. And um, th- let me see that right. Oh yeah, like so, oh god. And so it's about she's kind of hot though. But then when they switch it to a guy, they're like he's got a shot though at like making it big. I was really disappointed that they weren't gonna do a like he's kind of hot though too, and just yeah. like embrace like acknowledging yeah, that, that a guy can be hot too. <laughs> I thought that was Joe, that was lame of them. Guys can be hot too. Uh, That's yeah. Joe's hot take on this podcast. <laughs> Guys can be hot. Yeah. Um, and then there's some great line where they're like, we're kings and queens of a new broken scene. Oh, my God. Was like, that was, was like, very 21st I, century breakdown. Yes. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I get like very simple plan vibes yeah. from these mm-hmm. dudes. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Okay. Here's the thing. I know Joe was like, oh, I'm so excited to hear you talk about this because they thought I would rip it to shreds, which... Mm-hmm. I might still do, but I'm not yeah. going to say like, I'm not mad at the conceit of the song. Like I like the fact that it like starts with one thing and like goes to a different place that the narrative kind of builds. And I'm not mm. going to say it's surprising, but it's like, it's cute. Like I like it. Like there's a story, there's a narrative, it's cliche, but whatever. Like I, I think it works. And like the song itself does not upset me on a musical level. Mm. Um, Obviously, the problem here is the She's Kind of Hot section, which is not the whole song. It is the title, though. Um, But, like, it's just, like, so just stupid and cliche. And, like, (laughs) the fact that it's, like, it's, like, whatever, this happens. But most of the five seconds of summer fans are girls. Mm -hmm. Girls between the age of 13 and 16. I don't know. Guessing 12, 11, younger, whatever. I don't know. And like, they'll take him as young as they can get him. (laughs) Fans, I mean. (laughs) Gross. Um, And as a person who also listened to like this kind of casually misogynistic music during my Mm -hmm. formative years. Like what? Like who? Well, this is where Bowling for Soup comes uh, in. I told oh you I was going to mention Bowling for Soup. So, I hear about Bowling, bowling from for Soup are casually misogynistic. I only oh. know like one Bowling for Soup. I mean, soup girl, song. all the bad guys want is kind of. And like in general, like their whole oove is like, you know, girls, they just don't understand, but they can be kind of hot, but they're also kind of stupid. Like that's just yeah, kind of like. The that's that. fair. It's a fair <laughs> statement. No, I'm just. I'm just what? <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. I'm kidding. No, I'm. <laughs> But yeah, as a person who listened to that and sort of like embodied it without fully being like, wow, I really think this, you know, it's like you internalize it and then you have to unlearn it later. And I am sad for all the girls who are going to, who are like, love five seconds summer and they're Mm going to listen to this song. They're like, oh, well, maybe a boy will like me if I'm just kind of hot. And even if he thinks I'm annoying, because, you know, I must be annoying because I'm a girl, you know, it's just like a depressing thing for me to contemplate. Yeah. I like that. That was that was That's not like ripping it to shreds, but it was a very that was really very thoughtful. measured. And that was like a salon.com essay. Boom. <laughs> I, that feels like maybe really? half a diss and half a compliment. <laughs> no, I Thank love you. salon. I 
if it was slate then it would be like half a disc okay. and i do i do like slate a lot too but. S- the slate take would be like is it yeah yeah exactly um <laughs> no i just think that what five seconds of summer are doing right now are what they're doing is listening too much to the madden brothers mm. and like because they the the dudes from good charlotte helped make this song really? and it's like yeah and like you know i was Same. never a good charlotte fan and it, this sounds Same. like <laughs> So you said Offspring. I thought it sounded. I th- I think it sounds exactly like Good Charlotte. Like I think it sounds. Yeah, Good like, Charlotte, Simple Plan. Yeah, the same in my head. It sounds yeah. like um that song Boys and Girls. Yeah, from mm-hmm. Good Charlotte. Girls don't like boys. Girl or whatever. How does it? Yeah, go? I don't. Girls I don't like care to remember. Boys like cars and money. I don't care to remember. Something like it was, that. It's an t- uh, awful song. A- yeah. Anyway, it's. I mean, Five Seconds of Summer. I actually really like Five Seconds of Summer. This is, you know. I don't think this is the worst song. I think that this is this is like the first single from their next album, right? Because like I think that if this was like a buzz track to be like Five Seconds of Summer is back, here's like a new track, I'd be like, All right, like fine, whatever. You wanna goof around and make this mm-hmm. kind of thing, then that's fine. But like if this is like the song that's going to radio, uh, I don't know. Um I mean, the thing is that, like, I still really like Five Seconds of Summer, and they are actually very in tune with their female fan base. Um, I think that the first album definitely showed that as well as just what how, how they act and what they say. They, they seem like actually smart dudes. However, the Madden Brothers need to be kept away. They need to be reined in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously. I, I, don't, uh, I don't know. I can see that. Yeah. The, the one Madden brother still has the... The eye tattoos. I don't know. Well, he's not. Can't get rid of those. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Get rid of them. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's listen and let you decide. So it's five seconds of summer. The song. I can't even say it without smirking. The song's called "She's Kinda Hot." All right, that was the new Five Sauce. That's what people are calling them. Oh, okay. Days. I was like, Five Sauce, like McDonald's uh, sauces. For your chicken no, I don't think they have five different sauces in McDonald's. They don't. I think it's ketchup, then the sweet and sour, and uh, actually maybe there are others. Also, it's I just been thought of my distillation of that song. It's a neg in the form of a song. That is what the title is. Mm-hmm, <laughs> they mm-hmm. are negging their But is it positive base. because they're saying like, you don't need to be totally hot. You just need to be kind of hot, oh, and you'll no. be good enough you. for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And on that, let's uh, let's move on to a Jason pick. So yeah. We've got churches, churches, or churches. As that's how chiverches. I say it. In my head. I say it in my head as churches every time. Wow, that's crazy. Even though I know it's churches, but uh, but yeah. So new churches tune. Leave a Trace. This is the first one from their new album, right? Yeah, they've played three new songs. So I saw them at Pitchfork Fest this past weekend, uh, and the the other band I saw that I'm, I picked a song, also Pitchfork mm-hmm. Fest, very indie Jason mm-hmm. week here on the Must Hear Music Podcast. But yeah, they were, they're awesome, and they seem like they've gotten a lot better 
um, over the past year. I saw them last summer was the last time I saw them live. And their live show was just a lot tighter and a lot more confident from the lead singer, Lauren Mayberry. Lauren Mayberry is like of like the nicest and a searingly smart performer. Um, but she's always seemed a little bit like hard to get out of her shell. And now she's like on stage. She's joking around. She's, uh, she's kicking beach balls. <laughs> she called out Mac DeMarco for like leaving cigarette butts on stage, really? which That's is all. Awesome. Yeah. Like, who does that? Like, who, like, smokes on stage and leaves cigarette butts? Come on, Mac I DeMarco. mean, come on. It is rock and They're roll. They're in, like, like whatever. It's just a cigarette butt. It, but, it, no. I, uh, that's gross. Unless I somebody's wanna... on their barefoot, like, why do you care? It's just, Yeah, it's I like, know, it's, it's spilled beer, gross. cigarette butts, whatever. And even smoke. I wouldn't it's a mind, festival. though. festival. Yeah, it's a festival. Well, all right. We'll, all right, I'm we'll on just... Team DeMarco. <laughs> all right, Sorry. I'm on Team Mayberry. Anyway, uh, so they played Leave a, Tra- Leave a Trace, which is their new single, and it honestly was the best song of the set. And I just think that this song, it's funny because because of the the arrangement, I don't think it's like a sing-along. And I don't know if it's going to be like popular in, in a way that like a church's song might be popular, like the Mother We Share is popular. But mm-hmm. it's just like so, so fun. Like it's just like, it's such a, such an engaging listen in the way that the best songs on their first album were, which are just so many hooks all spiraling around each other. And then Mayberry just kind of leading the charge and just packing it with actual emotion. Um, Yeah. I'm a big fan of what they're doing and uh, I can't wait to hear what else they have. Like their new album comes out in September and like is definitely one of my more anticipated ones for the fall. So yeah, church is great. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't I can't add much to it that's better worded than that. But I, I agree. This is, I think, excellent. I, I like their first album, although I have to admit I was a little surprised with like how quickly they took on just because there's a yeah. lot, a lot of bands like doing the same sort of thing. It's that they're true, doing, right? And they really seem to like explode in a way that I don't know if it's just because <clears throat> I mean, it could be because of the personalities like they are really great people um she's kind of put herself out there on social media in a very engaging way they do like fun things like interesting covers yeah that is true whatever the reason you guys weren't here when they were uh, who did they oh they covered uh janelle monet tightrope Mm. for the billboard women in music event in 2013 and it was so awesome it's so cool like janelle monet was like watching them and singing along and That's I was like, so cool. oh, churches, this is great. Anyway. Um, yeah, and they, like, covered the Game of Thrones theme and, you know, yeah. things people like. So, anyways. Um, like. But, but, yeah. The <laughs> Natalie <laughs> just rolled her eyes so hard. Well, that sorry. Was great. Sorry. Sorry. All right. I'm just, never mind. I'm just here. Don't both things people it. like. Um, That's true. So, yeah. So, anyways, this new song, Leave a Trace, it is... It's. I like it. That it's not more of the same. Like this is a a stronger sound for them. Like it's more. Like there's something pretty delicate and almost soft synth pop about the first album, and this is definitely like, mu- I would even say muscular. Like you can imagine yeah. this sort of attracting some of the EDM crowd. I know EDM is is a name our EDM editor doesn't like to use, but oh, I feel like it, he's I like not how you here. Just called him an EDM. Yeah, I, like, I did. Our EDM editor doesn't like EDM. Uh, <laughs> no, dance is is the the correct term now, the politically correct term for EDM. I'm just gonna call it electronic dance music. Um, 
I'm going to call it dance in your pants music because that's what it makes me want to do. And uh, that's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. But yeah, so I think I think this is something that I actually do think that this is a little maybe more polished and like might have legs in a way with with the quote unquote masses that the last album didn't. And her voice is also a lot stronger here, too. Um, you know, there are songs in the first album where she does sound like she's straining and I think that's fine. You know, that's part of her appeal. Like she's not a technically perfect vocalist, but here it does sound like she's kind of trying to like make her voice a little more full bodied. Yeah. Kind of in a very, of course, everything reminds me of Madonna, but it reminds me of the (laughs) the transformation that Madonna (laughs) made on Ray of Light when, you know, most of her career she had had this kind of like high-pitched voice that strained for a lot of the notes and then suddenly on ray of light like she was able to like nail these like deeper more more buttery notes so um that's kind of there's a little bit of that here i feel like joe could have a things that are like madonna podcast yeah (laughs) hey someone (laughs) offers it wow anyways uh so yeah so that's what i thought sorry what, what do you think natalie i concur i mean like I think it's awesome. You're right, Jason. Like, it's, like, so happy. It's, like, how could anyone not like this song? Yeah. It's, like, the happiest thing ever. And that's, like, that's kind of why it reminded me of Haim. Like, yeah. their album, I get, like, strong vibes of that. Just, like, happy ladies rocking. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, doing their thing. What, what <laughs> Natalie <laughs> just did in her chair was just epic. I didn't really mean she to did sing, dance in her but, pants. like, it's been a long day, so it happened. But, um, but, yeah, that's just the vibe. And, like, I'm into it. You know, she's killing it. Sounds really good and also very polished. I don't have the in-depth familiarity with the first album that you two have, but I'm here for it. You know, cool. All right. Well, uh, let's listen to it. Let's let's take the audience to churches. And I had to do it. I had (laughs) to do it. I'm really sorry. Uh, No, I'm required to. So, anyways, this is churches. Leave a trail. All right, that was the new churches. Uh, next, let's do a Natalie pick. Let's start with, let's start with YG, the new YG, "Twist My Fingers." Cool. So oh, yeah, <laughs> this, so this song. is. Well, you, you talk about it. What do cool. you? Cool. Uh, well, this is YG's first single. Well, since his shooting and off his next album, I believe is what, how he's promoting it. Now I forget, but yeah. Um, Anyway, it's a big deal because he was shot and he gave Billboard a great interview, (laughs) which you should check out if you haven't yet, because it's very fascinating. And now he's back with this single, which is a departure for him for sure, because he has been like deep in the land of DJ Mustard because Mm -hmm. they are like hardcore collaborators, like day one people. Um, And basically YG has achieved success on the back of DJ Mustard Beats, more or less. And this is a total embrace of G-Funk, like total and complete, which is great because YG's from LA and LA means G-Funk, like did for the 90s Mm -hmm. mostly. Um, And it's just like, it's cool to hear him doing this just like, it's definitely a throwback. Like nothing about this is groundbreaking, but it sounds great, and it's also produced by Terrace Martin of Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly fame, also, mm-hmm. like, my dude. And 
yeah, it's just it's a very like good sound for him. His rapping sounds good. The track sounds good. Like I don't know. I'm just I'm into people like it's not trap and it's not DJ Mustard and it's just like a full embrace of like this different era of hip hop and this different tone, you know, which may have already happened, but YG I think is like a fresh enough rapper that like he in and of himself, like him doing it makes it a new thing a little yeah. bit. And he's a hometown boy too. Yeah, so exactly. So it doesn't seem disingenuous right. to suddenly like kind of start doing the Snoop thing. Yeah, it's like a tribute to his to his forebearers a little bit, which I feel like he would say also. I mean, he's quoting Eminem in the song. Yeah. You know? L.A., famous L.A. resident. <laughs> Eminem. Well, famous Dr. Dre protege. That, like. that is true. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I like this a lot, like a lot more than I thought I would. And I, I really did like the YG debut, but, you know, I think the kind of the common refrain of a lot of people was this is such a good album, but a lot of people were like, but the production is the best part. And since totally he's agree, yeah. not the mastermind of the production, people, you know, maybe sold YG a little short. And I think at the very least, this shows he has good instincts because mm. it's a great, like, welcome departure. I think if he had come back with just another DJ Mustard thing, it kind of would have been just like people would have been like shrug more of the same, but right. this is a really fun song too. And like the sample is a great choice. It's the Funkadelic yeah. song yeah. "One Nation Under a Groove," yeah, which is like one of my all-time favorite songs. It's just like so. It's just eight minutes, and it it ends too soon. Um, but I yeah, I saw them last week, uh, and it was I, yeah. legendary. We were ah, it was a freak show in uh, in Queens. But yeah, oh, George Clinton still got it. Go see him if you have the chance. It's a shame. Yeah. Um, Clinton 2016, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Joe, you're on a tear today, man. <laughs> Jason, YG, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I was just going to – you kind of stole my point a little bit. Um, but that, that's, oh, a, that's okay. I was just going to say that I, I liked the YG album, My Crazy Life. I did – I agree with you that, like, the production was the best part if another like they were all the songs were like doubles and i feel like if another rapper had been at the helm of them they might have been like triples or home runs so i feel like and that's no offense to yg i just like he was his performance on the album i thought was good but not stellar and whereas i think that he's way in control here and he's doing something different and I think that I just respect, first of all, I just respect that. And second of all, I I think it's a great look for him. Like you said, just kind of the G funk. It's just like a party song. And I feel like his, I I mean, do you guys think that my crazy life had really like a party song? I don't think so. I mean, my hit a, that's not, but that's not real. Like it's a, eh, I hear it at like every party. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe like I'm thinking more of like an up-tempo kind of song. Yeah, maybe not like party vibe. Yeah. 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 No, this is like, yeah. And it sounds different than pretty much everything that's on the radio. Yeah. Unless your radio station is playing King Kunta. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Also, I talked to Terrace and he said that he's doing more work with YG and DJ Mustard. Nice. So humble humble brag and a half. Well, I'm just, I was like realizing this could be a pro tip for the listeners. Yeah, that is a know? pro tip. It I appreciate tip. it. Yeah. Um, anyway, you were humble bragging about Pitchfork Fest anyways. Well, that's not a hum- it's, it's I guess not it a was humble a humble brag. brag. Yeah. I attended a festival. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, let's, let's listen to it. It's uh, YG Twist My Fingers. 
All these rap niggas wanna be bloods. Never see him in the hood, only see him in the club. Ask me, I snuck in with the snub, and I just let the block have the homie say I'm dumb. What's up with that? Nigga, I don't fuck with that shit. I'm about to pull a sug night and press the issue on sight. The real bloods eat a check. Go, we on your ass. I went to sleep flamed up, but I woke up in my pocket. Alright, that's the new YG. Uh, next up, let's do this is one of my picks. This is a track off the new excellent Tame Impala album called Currents. So the one I picked because so many of the songs were uh, previewed ahead of the time of the album, so they've been out for months. So I picked The Moment, which is not a single kind of one of the, like, I don't want to say minor tracks, but one that might get lost in the shuffle because there's a few other songs that kind of grab you a little bit more. But it's it's just, I really appreciate with this album. And I liked, again, actually like Churches, I was surprised how well uh Tame Impala's lonerism did just it, it really like broke through to audiences who usually don't listen to kind of like 60s psych rock influence stuff yeah. um it got they like have a huge I guess following is maybe too strong a word but a lot of people have their songs on their iPod uh, people care about them enough to like go check them out at festivals and concerts whereas like most people kind of mining the sounds of the 60s and 70s um, have a, a cultish, like a small but devoted following, and they really kind of broke through um, in a more alternative mainstream way. So, and, and, and you know, they could have probably stuck with that for a while. I mean, My Morning Jacket, no slur on them, but kind of, you know, they, they broke through and made the same album time after time for the next I three albums. I heard the new one is actually pretty good. I, I like them. I, I don't want to, like, like I said, like denigrate them, but they definitely stuck with their thing. But Tame Impala did a real 180 with this. Um, the first album, like I said, like psychedelic, guitar heavy. This new one, plenty of guitars. There are some great riffs, but so many synths. Like this is a very like 80s Phil Collinsy mm-hmm. record. Um, the one I picked is The Moment. It's this nice, like sim- deceptively simple, I would say, quiet synth ballad. Uh, the vocals really remind me not even of of rock but of like the group abc or spandau ballet which i feel natalie and i are always talking about (laughs) spandau ballet you guys are always talking about Spandau <laughs> Ballet. That's contrary like, More than once, we are always talking about it. It's, it's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Bowling for Soup and Spandau Ballet, just wow. we're always talking about and them. The, t- the classics are the classics, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's just, uh, it's it's a really cool thing that they're they're taking this kind of departure and risk, and it's just, it's a, it's a weird, interesting thing for them. Uh, what, what do you think of it? Yeah, I, you know, I, I still have to listen to the Tame Impala album, and it makes me a little sad that I haven't done that yet. Hmm. Uh, makes me a little sad, too. Hey, I know. But I've heard four <laughs> songs off of it, and all of them are wildly different from each other, and I like all of them. So this is the fourth one, and yeah, it's just... Totally, it it has sort of the same baseline as something as like Let It Happen, but it it just builds off of that foundation in in such a different way. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see how this whole project comes together. It's out now. Obviously, I can see next hour. But like, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I want. I definitely want to take a listen to it. I advise everyone else to do the same. Natalie, what do you think of this? I enjoyed it too. I think I. Like, it's, like, a little bit outside my realm of things I listen to, but, like, I was intrigued, definitely. I think it's cool that they're pursuing such a kind of complex 
nuanced sound, you know? It's interesting. And definitely like strong 80s vibes, obviously. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mm-hmm. You know, anyone? <laughs> I just love the Spandau Ballet mentioned. Now I'm just thinking about Spandau Ballet. But, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. You know, I'm just going to start a Spandau Ballet cover band. Yeah, if anyone's not familiar, which (laughs) you probably aren't. I mean, there's no reason for someone in 2015 to be intimately familiar with Spandau Ballet. But look up their song, True, just like one of the best pop songs of all time. And look up the picture of them in weird gold underwear. Oh, yeah. You definitely (laughs) don't don't want to miss that. Oh, my goodness. I have, like, a fetish for, like, early 80s new wave, new romantic music. Yeah. So it just really hits me. Are you in all the X- right places. Are you an XTC fan? I love XTC. Oh, wow. Okay, Huge cool. fan of XTC. All yeah. Right. Then um, we'll always talk about that. For all right, now. good. I, I'll talk about that at length. <laughs> all right. Anyways, let's uh, let's cut to the song, and then we'll talk about Skylarking for a half hour. Oh, so, I don't know what that is. All right. This is, uh, I already forgot, Tame Impala, The Moment. Here it is. All right, that's the new Tame Impala. Next, let's do another Jason Pitchfork pick. Yeah, so this is that's new must-hear music. Wilco, Ayo. Taste the Ceiling from their confusingly titled surprise album, Star Wars. Yeah, that was... Which I, I still... Know, I mean, copyright I, to that. Or I it guess is they don't, weird. No, it, like, it can't be because there was the Star Wars uh, thing in the 80s where it was like Reagan's idea of a, a system of satellites above Earth that the U.S. would have to shoot uh, down like soviet rockets so, so much. there are two like very famous star wars however <laughs> i don't think we need a third one but wilco decided to title their album star wars oh man even though it has nothing to do with like no. as far as i know i mean no it doesn't okay. no it's not like they're singing about like darth maul I feel like they're yeah. like trolling. They're like, "Ha ha, our album's called Star Wars." Well, uh, that's what, what I, I think. That's what I think. It like, and it has like a cat on the cover. I think right. it's uh, just like trolling for sure. Uh, like when they named an album an album Wilco the album, and it, its first that's single true. was Wilco the song. So they they're that, I do kind of I appreciate so that. Witty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's one thing you would say about Jeff Tweedy, just hysterical guy. Like just a really sharp wit. Like, can you imagine like them all in a room and Jeff Tweedy being like, "What if we called it Star Wars?" And everyone just like bursts out laughing. Like, ha ha ha! Oh Jeff, you slay us. Um, 
Anyway, let's <laughs> talk about the music. So, um, Wilco headlined the first night of Pitchfork Fest, and they started their set, which was an hour and a half, playing this whole new album, which they put out the day before, surprising for free. Um, straight through, they played it for 35 minutes, and I was a little shocked by how much I enjoyed listening to like 11 straight unknown mm. Wilco songs. I was like, mm. this is actually really enjoyable. And you know, I, 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 what song did I pick? Taste the ceiling. I think. Yeah. Taste the ceiling. Yeah. I mean, I just picked that just because it's kind of indicative of the entire album. It's like, it's, it's very much like ramshackle mm-hmm. and like reckless and like, grizzled and like all of these like <laughs> things that i th- all of these adjectives that i think of when i think of jeff tweedy and his like silly hat and with yeah his unkempt beard. face and yeah, yeah it's just it's but it's kind of like a solid old man album and it it really works like it, it's a quick album like i said they only they played the whole thing in 35 minutes and it just sort of flows nicely and i, I think that this song is is very pretty and simple in a way that it would be unimaginable to think of Wilco making such a simple thing when you think of like a ghost is born, which was mm. so complex. And it was funny because you, you listen, like they played their quote unquote hits after that. And they played like, I am trying to break your heart, which is a very like, you know, intricate song. And that, and which is, and it's a great song, but this is just not that at all. This album is just totally like, straightforward just like kind of tossed off here give it a listen if you want it's free or it was free or whatever but uh yeah i approve i I, i'm (laughs) back on board with wilco for this one see that's really exciting for me to hear because i was i guess i can't really say i'm a long time fan because i stopped being a fan like eight years ago but like i was (laughs) a fan from from a long time ago like when i was in high school um and this is gonna this is gonna date me here, but I I was like one of the people who had like so Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, what some people think is their masterpiece, was like kind of held up in limbo for like a year or more before its release, and like I had like a downloaded copy before oh, it was wow. actually out because I was like you, into Wilco, what? I thought they were really awesome, I loved Summer Teeth, and See, Joe is humble bragging now, so yeah. I just given a little historical perspective, this guys. Uh, and, and yeah, and I, I dug a ghost is born, not as much. And then sky blue sky. I was like, just, just too goo. It was becoming too like almost just like adult contemporary mm. pop rock. It just had no balls. And I was just like, I can't deal with this anymore. So I kind of, and you know, I, so I kind of just tuned them out and whenever they would release something, I would maybe listen to it once and then be like, eh, still don't care. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like with this and, you know, with what you're saying, it, that speaks a lot that you could hear it for the first time and it would grab you. Yeah, I would say, like, don't go in with any expectation of, like, album of the year or anything. Just be like, ah, this is this is might be, like, a fun rock album to listen to. And I think it accomplishes that. But, yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I like what I've heard. Mm-hmm. And I'm... Uh, Ready Star Wars. To da- hey, and Star Wars, believe me, I love Star Wars. I mean, <laughs> as a kid, like, I just could not get okay, enough of Joe, the original trilogy. Do I get to talk about it, or are you going to talk about wow. it? No, no, I'm going to oh, talk no. about this, the original trilogy at length. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you think about this, Natalie? Uh, I like it, too, mostly because I feel like it could be on the Friday Night Lights soundtrack, which I oh. own both volumes of. 
and don't at me people because I know they actually were on the Friday Night Lights soundtrack. Friday Night Lights soundtrack. Wow. Um, but this song obviously you, wasn't because the show is. I'm over. sorry to interrupt you, Natalie. Are you you're aware of Shaky Graves, right? Uh, yes, vaguely. But like, you know his connection to Friday Night Lights. Mm-mm. You don't. Uh, you've watched all. Have you watched all of Friday Obviously. Night Lights? Obviously, the Swede in season two. Like the mm-hmm. lifeguard, the oh, Swede, yeah. Yeah, is, yeah. he's Shaky Graves. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Yo. I don't watch I know. I mean, that's only exciting for people for who nerds. have watched. It's a show about Friday football. I'm not going to watch that. It's not about Shut football. Up. Yeah. It's about small town life. It and is. Love it's about and Connie family. Britton being the well, absolute I best. I don't care about small town life or family either. So it <laughs> Wow. <laughs> all Whatever. the wrong notes for me. Joe is so grumpy. Anyway, this Wilco song sounds like it could be on Friday Night Lights. And I like it. And it makes me wish I were driving around in some rural place and listening to it. And that is a nice feeling to have. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. All right. Well, let's let's listen to a little Wilco. Taste the ceiling is the song. All right. That's the new Wilco. Um, next. And I believe last, let's let's do Young Thug, a new song, Pacifier. Yay. So we've got, uh, yeah, speaking of, well, I, I don't want to even get into the, the whole, there's a lot of drama with yes, Young Thug, let's just say. Yes, there is a lot of drama with Young Thug. And, uh, you know, for legal reasons, let's just say it's dramatic. Because it I don't want to accidentally say the wrong, like, it's a very confusing situation with indictments and allegations and da-da-da. But yeah. let's just say Young Thug has been in the news for Things other than his music, mostly yes. these days. He appears to be in a bit of a pickle, but yes. <laughs> but in spite of that, he like went and dropped two really really great songs at the end of last week, right after he was like in the news for all of this stuff, and he was just like, "Here you go, here are two spectacular songs that I did with Mike Will made it that I just apparently have that I pacifier is the one. You yes, picked. pacifier is the one that I picked. Um, I'm trying to, I should have looked up if they were a part of his upcoming album, but it, I didn't. Yeah, it is. It is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that bodes really well. It is a highly anticipated album. He was supposed to drop it on July 4th. Does anyone know how to pronounce this album title? It's just like a bunch of symbols, right? I thought it was like slime something. Slime oh, really? season? Slime season. I might be wrong, so don't, whatever. Don't, I'm pretty don't sure don't that's. Don't at Natalie. <laughs> don't at me. Natalie's <laughs> really afraid of Twitter bullying. I am. <laughs> Come on, Not Natalie. really. Um, but. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's something related to slime, probably slime season. Anyway, so this song, Pacifier. I think, no, I think the title is Fuck You, Paul Blart of his next album. <laughs> oh my because God, Joe, I thought you weren't talking about this. I wasn't going to talk about it, but then I had to because he allegedly, allegedly threatened to, threatened shoot, to shoot a mall a cop mall in the cop. face. Um, anyway, we allegedly. Don't we don't, we don't know, know anything. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Pacifier's song from his next album let me just say, I have never been, like, blown away by a Young Thug song. I have listened to Young Thug mm. sometimes happily, you know? And, like, I can I can get behind what he's about. I, yeah, he's cool. But I listen to this song. Okay, it starts off with, like, a James Brownie drum sample, which Mike Will just takes and turns into a trap beat somehow. And there are, like... 
create like the production is just really really cool and interesting to me and like just guitars and like gospel wails and I feel like the lushness of it really supports Young Thug's voice in yeah. a way that I don't know I've heard many other tracks do because he's got such a unique thing going on and then Young Thug is also just like whiling out here in a really great way he's like basically doing dance hall toasting at one point <laughs> and it's just like all right like I know you're not Jamaican but sure like I'll buy it um it's just a really cool song and I am very interested and yeah like it makes me want to hear more and like I was into lifestyle and stuff like I can I can get behind Young Thug in principle but this song is like amazing and also further convinces me not that any of us needed to be convinced that Mike Will is like a genius um but yeah dropping the g word wow Mike wow. Will, whatever the dude no, who made body that. party is a genius to me forever and always <laughs> so um yeah well what's interesting is that this sort of answers the question to me like what would young thugs sound like on like a big budget production yeah like, that's what this is definitely, to me is like definitely it's like he's gone from mixtape to like debut album it's weird to think of this as like his debut album because he's put out so much music right uh it's gonna be weird when chance the rapper whenever like whenever he like puts out like a, a major label album if he ever does because like yeah it'll be like his debut album is like ah it's not really his debut album. right anyway uh but it like you said like mike will and just the fact that this is like a single that I got a press release about. And I was I like, wow, this is like release. official Young Thug. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot. And I, I didn't like, I feel like um, the um, Barter 6 mixtape was a little too like exclusive in mm-hmm. terms of he didn't really let the listeners inside his world. He was kind of brooding throughout that. And I feel like this kind of re that it kind of rejiggers his his mojo a little bit in the way that i also think the jamie xx song which we've talked about a lot did the same thing which is just like it's it's not even necessarily that he has to be like positive or like and like you said toasting but it's just like he needs that kind of energy to come through and i feel like it does here yeah and i mean i agree with what you guys said i really think this sounds like like a, a more polished kind of radio ready sound for him yeah. and i think it sounds awesome like i would be happy to hear this randomly from cars driving by or yeah. you know in the supermarket it, it's just yeah his flow is great um it doesn't like get overshadowed by the added production and i like that the song like you said i don't know if it's exactly like a party song, but it has like kind of an up tempo forward motion that a lot of his stuff like doesn't your mixtape stuff doesn't necessarily. So yeah. it's I think just it's, it's like it's so easy to get bogged down in trap, you know, because there's so much space in the beat. It's like you know, and it's like it's just easy to kind of like just super lay back in this. But this like the beat just has so much momentum there. It's really cool. There's a lot going on, and yeah. Anyway, I'm excited about it. All right. Well, uh, that is a. We have three thumbs up, or Yay. six if we drop our mics. Yep. And uh, let's listen to it. So it's Young Thug Pacifier. Bleed the bumble cut. Bleed the cops. Bleed it, bleed it, bleed it, bleed it, bleed it. Bad little bitch with some bad little titties. Need to pull a little hip in it. Damn. Coming up the pole because you pull a little split in it. If I would have done what I'm going to pull a little whip in it. All right, that was Young Thug Pacifier. 
that is all we have this week on the Must Hear Music podcast. All right. Jason, Natalie, oh, thank you. Joe. Pleasure as always. And uh, and thank you so much for listening. And if you've got, you know, artists, songs, whatever, tweet them at us. If you have thoughts about the stuff we did this week or past weeks, tweet them at us. Yeah. Unless you're trying to tell me I'm wrong about Will Cole and Friday Night Lights. Nah, you can, you can tell <laughs> Natalie she's wrong. Tweet that at her. Let's oh talk about God. Friday Night Lights. Feel free to cyberbully Natalie. So, <laughs> uh, Why are you saying yeah, that? Yeah, just kidding. Don't just do that. Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> cyberbully Joe more than anything. Yeah, definitely. I, he I has can like definitely five take Twitter followers. The cyber. <laughs> I, I really do have like wow. five Twitter followers. Yeah. Now it turned personal. Oh, I like that. I'm taking you down. Um, <laughs> you told people to cyberbully me. I'm going to have like Patriots fans lined up around the block to just like tweet mean things at me. They're going to okay. find okay. out you're a Seahawks. I, I guess. It's very Let's obvious. Take, come on, enough of the sports guys. Yeah. This is must your music podcast. Training camps a couple weeks away, oh, Joe. So it's like 50 days until football begins. Yeah. Jesus. Anyways. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again Bye. next week. Bye. Bye.